Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Armor Report. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. Thanks for joining me again today. Um, this is a show about stock market investing. Everything I share with you, all the information I share with you, this is about what I do with my own personal capital and for investors that I work with. And I work with them through our interactive brokers relationship. So this is not a direct suggestion of how you should run your money. I don't know you. I have to understand your risk profile and then help you build a portfolio based on that. So what I'm trying to do on this show is two things. I'm trying to share with you the power of algorithms in the millennial stock market. This is not your dad's market, certainly not your granddad's. After 2008, things changed dramatically following basic um, economic cycles. doesn't work anymore in the stock market. Um, the number one focus and almost the only focus is the amount of liquidity into and out of the market based on central bank intervention. Once you figure that out, you use algorithms to help you execute. More than 90% of trades on major exchanges are all algorithmic. Okay, so they're designed to take advantage of individual investor fear and greed responses. And what our algorithms do for us on the desk is help us buy things when the market is weak and sell into strength, buy low, sell high, right? Sounds easy to do, not easy to do. It's not easy to do because it plays into your fear and greed responses that every human has. And so you have to override them. And the way we do it is we use our proprietary algorithms. And the second thing I try to do for you is share with you researched information that I've gathered uh, on different uh, um, sectors where we're investing just to give you some thoughts of the type of work you can go do and where you should be focusing time in our opinion. So on our website, rosenthalcapital.com, we have two uh, on the homepage where you land, two tiles for you to look at. One is called our risk on real time, risk on risk off monitor. It's a generalization of what our algorithms are saying when it comes to adding or subtracting risk. It's not a call to sell everything, buy everything. It's adding or subtracting risk based on the algorithm, looking at your own portfolio, thinking through yourself, how much risk do I want to carry? And is now the time to carry the max risk or is now the time to carry the max cash? Whatever that number is to you, right? I have some portfolios I work with where I literally go to 100% cash when it's risk off. And then I'm 150% long when it's risk on but not many, not many accounts. When I'm building longer term investment portfolios, what I'm doing is, you know, I may have anywhere from 50 to 25% cash positions on a portfolio at max risk off, right? So there's still a lot of volatility in our portfolios. Even if I'm 50% cash, if the other 50% is invested and the market drops three and a half percent, we're losing money, just like everybody else but we've got a big stack of cash to buy that weakness. Okay. We look to sell some on the euphoria. So the first thing you can see on our website, when you land on rosenthalcapital.com, you're going to see risk on risk off monitor generalization of the top five indexes. We follow, we have algorithms designed for those indexes, the S and P, the Dow, small cap index, NASDAQ 100 and the IBD 50. Those five indexes drive all of our risk decisions. And we built proprietary algorithms 
to, to, to handle a volatility profile of each of those indexes. So step one, if you go look at that web, and what I try to do on that page for you is show you the date that we updated it most recently and what the most recent change was. So you'll see a couple of days ago, 100% risk off was the call from the algorithms. It's time to reset. If you've been following us, you'll know that we sold, we had reduced risk right at the top of the market. May 2nd, we were telling everybody, reduce your risk. And I told you on that, that uh, podcast and that uh, live stream that in my own portfolio, I'd taken all of my market risk out. My Dow positions, my small cap positions, so I took them all out to reduce my risk. I held individual stocks, but I took all my market risk out. That was me. So when I get down to this position where it's risk off across the board on those big indexes, it doesn't mean that I'm dumping everything. I'm pretty much already there because I reduced. And what I'm looking for now really is where's the next, the next risk on situation? Where am I going to start putting money back to work? Right now, I'm in a holding mode and I'm waiting mode. I have my core positions. I haven't, I haven't decreased them. All I did was decrease my market exposure positions. And I'm quite frankly looking to reestablish them. In fact, I'll have you know that on an intraday basis, we also have intraday algorithms. On an intraday basis, I put on a 25% exposure to the S&P this morning on the gap down. So we're capturing 25% of the upside in the S&P right now, which may turn into the next risk on buy signal on a multi-day level. So we use multi-day algorithms and intraday algorithms. And when we use them together, we can really create some exciting portfolio performance. Today being a perfect example. So we were Long the S&P on the gap down. Now the S&P is up three quarters of a percent. And we're, we captured all that gain. And I think we were, market was down half a percent at the open when we were buying it. So we have a pretty big gain intraday in our portfolios right now on the S&P positions. They may turn into overnight positions. Depending on how the market ends up today, we might have a, new, a whole new risk on buy opportunity. So we sold most of our, in fact, for me, all of my market exposure at the beginning of May we might be getting a risk on opportunity to put the money back to work after a huge sell-off in the market. Um, um, you know, huge, you know what I'm saying? Volatility wise over a day-to-day -day period, it looked huge over a long-term trend. There's nothing wrong with the stock market. So let's get to the, the, the um, portfolio building part of, of our portfolio. How do we use the algorithms there? Why did we stay long? our individual stocks and our favorite groups and sectors. Um, the reason is simple. In the last 10 years, there's only two years you had to really worry about massive um, 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 dislocations and sell-offs over a three, four-month period. 2015 into 2016 and 2018, what was similar in those periods? We had new Fed chairman who was raising rates and reducing liquidity. Okay. What do we have now? The market dropped Dow 600 points on Monday. Uh, we have China, Trump, trade talks, trade wars, what have you. All that does, and I said this last week, and I'll reiterate it, 
All that does is keep the Fed on the sideline. The Fed has already said they're not raising rates this year. The Fed fund futures rates is now calling for a rate cut in Q4, which I don't think is going to happen. But the point is the Fed's not raising rates. It gets China to step on the gas and add more liquidity. Japan's doing it. The Europeans are doing it. That's a recipe for the market to continue to grind higher all year. So what we have to do, balance the risks, use weakness to get long, and then trade out some of that length, that long that we got into the rally or into an announcement, let's say, that uh, a trade deal is cut and the market's up 5%. Beautiful. We'll sell some right out, right there, booking profits on that run. That's how we're managing the equity, the equity market side of our portfolio. We're not touching our fundamentally based longer term investing part of our portfolio where we're focusing on cannabis. And I'm going to get to that later in the show. I've been covering the earnings conference calls all morning of Telray and Aurora. Very important takeaways. I'll get to that later if I can. If not, I'll do it in a different show. But um, I'm also going to reveal to you today a whole other sector that we're increasing our exposure to. Okay? So the only thing that would disrupt us and force us to take all of those positions out and get aggressively into cash and, and short the market or whatever, it's never going to be a comment about Trump and China and trade wars. That will never get us to, to go to all cash, no matter what the algorithms say. Okay, the algorithms say raise as much cash as possible for the market that we're in. So you have to determine what kind of market you think we're in. We think we're in a grinding higher stock market because central banks are adding liquidity and are no longer hawkish. And so we're building out our favorite sector investments. And then we add market investment pieces after weakness, and we sell those market pieces on strength to help build a cushion to, to protect our core investments. Um, so I'm looking very closely today at the close. If the market closes strong, we could be a day or two away from a whole new risk on buy opportunity. So this is very important for you to understand what it is we're doing. Just because our algorithms say risk off doesn't mean you sell everything. It means you watch very closely. You should have reduced your positions in early May. Then you in whatever excess you might want to reduce, you reduce it in here and you watch very closely. If these lows hold right at the 50-day moving average and the market gives another risk on buy signal, we'll be putting all of our market risk back on at lower prices than where we were taking it out. Okay? Watch closely the FFTY ETF. ETF, FFTY, Foxtrot, Foxtrot, Tango, Yankee, FFTY. It's the IBD50. Those are the leadership stocks in the market. CyberArk, Zscaler. Domo, all of these great growth names, Fortinet. I mean, these names are, they, 
if these names break out, they should lead the market. If these names break down, they should lead the market. So I watch that index very closely. If I go look at it right now on our, on our algorithm, um, if it closes up here today, that would be probably a risk on opportunity in those names. I don't know yet. I'll have to see at 3.30 today. But that will be a breakdown below the 200-day moving average and a close back above it with a risk on opportunity. We'll be adding that to our portfolio, and we'll be very keen to see if that addition starts making money, because if it does, the other indexes will follow it, and we'll be adding even more risk over time. Okay? So that basically wraps up the algorithm part of, the, of, of this conversation. Let me get to the big reveal about what sector we're focusing even more on now. Those of you who followed me for a while know we like the energy sector, particularly the pipelines. In fact, only the pipelines. I'm not buying any other energy stocks. And we've been using the exchange traded fund AMLP to do it. And all we've been doing for the last, I don't know, three, four, five months that we've been holding it is collecting an 8.5% dividend. Great. Stock's not up, stock's not down, flatlining. Collecting 8.5% dividend. It's for the conservative part of our portfolio. But an acquisition was made this week by a private equity firm to take Buckeye Pipeline private at a roughly 30% premium. Buckeye it's always one of the top 10 names in, in, in the AMLP ETF. It was always one of the best names over decades from a pipeline infrastructure uh, uh, company. Always had great assets. It's been a rough couple of years on these stocks, these companies. But Buckeye was just revalued at roughly a 30% increase. It represented over 5% of AMLP. So it bumped up AMLP that day, about 30. Uh, uh, the whole group was up, and AMLP was up about 3-plus percent on the day when that announcement came. But I really think that resets the value of all of these pipelines at a higher valuation. So all I'm saying is I can keep collecting this yield, and I think a floor is in. If I'm lucky, we'll see these stocks rally, I don't know, 10 15%, maybe even 20% over time now as the market begins to revalue these pipelines now that this one acquisition has been made and it's set a benchmark. So there's potential upside in my principal while I continue to collect the yield. That's a bonus. And I've also added a couple of my favorite names now. So I went from a 10% allocation or 15, depending on the account, to a 20 to 25% allocation in my portfolio. Okay? That's just me. I'm not telling you what to do. This is for informational, educational purposes, this conversation. You have to look at your own portfolio and assess your own risks, as always, when I talk about these things. Okay? 
Um, okay, time is up, and I don't want to try to stuff my opinions of the cannabis companies into this conversation. So I'm going to wrap up here, and tomorrow I'll be back at you with um, a cannabis-specific update. At 12 o'clock, I'll just be talking about cannabis. Okay? Thanks for uh, joining me. Uh, I'll talk to you again tomorrow. Take care.